2: Make it kind. M.I.P. With Massimilia Matfumo. Mark Thompson. Make it point. Get woke. God bless you. Get woke. Folks, M.I.P. is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone, and we've got to get through this together. So, for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, jobs report out on Friday, and the numbers are not shocking, but nevertheless uh, troubling and grand. What is going to happen? What is going to happen to the economy? What are we going to do? What does this mean? Is there irreparable harm going on? These are all the questions I have for our resident economists, whom we share with the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. But um, Chad and I have been talking this way for years um, and no better time than the present and we've seen, uh, we talk literally every month through the Great restre- Recession and now we're speaking every month during pandemic so we're learning a lot and we count on his uh, erudition and his expertise he is the Chief Economist for the Center on Budget.org Chad Stone joins us Hey buddy, glad that you are, and yours are Remaining safe and protected
3: yes, thank you and, and, and glad you're doing well too
2: Yes sir yes sir. thank you so Friday's jobs report uh, it came out um, I, the headline that and I just remember this it just flashed on my phone when it came out early Friday morning said uh, this these are the worst numbers since the great depression
3: yep yep, they are um. Yeah, you said you said it's uh I mean I mean it is it is shocking. It it's not surprising because we knew it was coming because we'd seen the unemployment claims rising, but um these are shocking numbers. Um the the job losses the the the, the job losses from businesses when when you ask employers how many people do you have on your payroll, mm-hmm. those are down by an amount that is much bigger than just in, just just in March and April much bigger than from from the beginning of the great recession down to the the low point of payroll employment so in in one one month mostly April we we've lost employers lost more jobs and more people left work or, or, or became jobless than um over cumulatively, cumulatively over the worst part of the great recession so yeah you would have to go back to the great depression the thirties.
2: Uh, unemployment at what, almost 15%, 147 I believe.
3: Yep, yep, 14.7%.
2: 14%. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, labor force participation rate. Um, now what, tell me again, what does that say to us? Because I imagine people are losing jobs, but not necessarily looking Right now, it's hard to look in it. Where do you look? What, you know, who's hiring right now?
3: Well, that's right, and and that that really complicates the data, so that um, the labor force participation is people who are um, working or actively looking for work, and they get counted as unemployed or employed. But but there's a, there's a bunch of other people who um, have have left the labor force. They're not working. They've lost a job, but They're not actively looking. They say they want a job, Mm -hmm. but but they but they're and it's hard. It's hard for the Bureau of Labor Statistics that collects the data. They're doing their best to properly classify people. And they're having some issues with that because the questionnaire was not geared to times like these when a huge number of people are not only not allowed, not not working, but not allowed to work. And don't want to go back to work because it's unsafe, and and how they get characterized is is complicated. So one mm-hmm. thing we can also look at is the uh, the share of the population with a job that's called uh, the, the, the EPop or the employment to population mm-hmm. ratio, and that's that that dropped a lot, partly because um, of, of unemployed, but partly because of the people who aren't officially counted as unemployed but are also not working. So yeah, it's it, it's big.
2: Really so the labor force participa- participation rate down uh two and a half percentage points. The EPOP, as you call it, um, the, um, employer population down 8.7, uh, percent.
3: Right. Um, it's the share of the population age 16 and over who are working um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and that, that, that 8.7% re- includes both the rise in the unemployment rate, and the decline in participation, the people who who dropped out. So that's why the EPOP is, I mean, they don't exactly add up, but that's why the EPOP or the employment, the share of the population of the job um, is is an important supplementary indicator to tell a fuller picture of the the devastating.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's interesting too, as we know, sometimes those numbers are ignored when you got a good economy and the unemployment rate is very low. We, we tend not to look at those numbers as closely. And the other number we don't always look at is the U6. Um, and that's at 22.8%. Right.
3: So that's, so that's people who are unemployed and it's people, it's, it's a portion of the people who say they want a job. Um, not all of them but but it's it's a, the portion of them who who say that they've looked for work in the past year but not in the last four weeks which, which is what it you need to be counted as officially unemployed plus people who are part-time for what's called part-time for economic reasons they're not getting as many hours as as they want and so u6 is a measure of not just unemployment but also underemployment yeah yeah and, and it's slightly broader that the, 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 the unemployed Unemployed, marginally attached, and part-time for economic reasons.
2: Yeah, and and that's a big number, as we said, 22.8% up. uh, Almost the the increase in percentage points for the U6 is almost the same as the unemployment rate number. So it's 14.1 percentage points increase in the U6 and 14.7% in the unemployment rate. Yeah. So yeah, um, th- now the the other number I'm, I'm looking at at your tweet. Uh, yeah. The other number, the 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 LF, that's who's left, the labor force. Labor force.
3: No, that's the that's the labor force participation rate. Um, the LF, oh, that's, oh, the labor. That's a side. Of the labor. That's how many people are in the labor force. How
2: many are in the labor force? So that's Down, down. six point four million.
3: Yeah.
2: The yeah. total number of employed. Is down 22.4 million. The unemployed have gone up 15.9 million. Listen, there's going to be inevitably, Chair, and again, I'm nowhere near an economist, but I think I can figure this out. At some point, the number of unemployed is going to take over the number of employed, isn't it? That's inevitable.
3: Well, I think probably not for the following reason. Okay. Um, It's going to get, it's, it's, um, we're, I mean, I don't, I mean that, that, that says we're heading towards a 50% unemployment rate. Um, if, if I, if I heard you right. Um, so right now, what we're seeing is probably, it, it may be bigger next month than, than this, but a lot of it reflects the, the very rapid reaction to COVID, where, where all of a sudden places got shut down and a lot of people left work. And it's not, it's not, it's not going to continue at that pace because that was a that was a one-time thing. In fact, it, it'll go down some when, for responsible or irresponsible reasons, we start to open up the economy. If we do it prematurely, um, people will go back to work um, even if it's dangerous, mm-hmm. or people will not go back to work because it's dangerous. But, but I think I think that um, we're we're not going to see a dramatically larger increase. In, in these numbers, because it's not a spiraling thing. It was there's a one-time thing to have a massive exit from the labor force for COVID-related reasons, and and now there there, there may be some more coming 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 out for um, you know, as businesses who were who who were trying to keep workers on they fail. Yeah, yeah. So, but but not we're not we're not going to see fifty percent on the. Thing.
2: Okay. All right. So so 4.4 million want a job, but are not actively looking. Right. How can you?
3: Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right.
2: um, what What do you even look for at this point? And like you said, is, is, you know, I guess some people have to consider whether a, um, a job is, is worth your life.
3: Right. That's right. That's one of, one of the reasons people, I mean, even, even if, if governors start opening up, um, people, people may well wisely decide <laughs> that it's not safe to go back to work. And, uh, mm-hmm. that, that'll also suppress the government. So really conquering, um, conquering the virus <laughs> as, as, you know, testing, testing, testing and all that is really important yeah. to, to getting these numbers down and getting the economy yeah. back again. Now, the Congressional Budget Office has made some rough estimate rough rough projections, and they project that even in twenty twenty one the unemployment rate will average ten point one percent something like that and it even in the in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty one it'll still be nine point five percent and uh, part of part of that may be with uh and they stay high. One of the reasons it may stay high is that we're um, continuing to try to, you know, flatten the curve on the virus and really keep. And so there's there's COVID-related um, uh, uh, joblessness. Um, but but if you if you remember our discussions early on, and you actually kind of alluded to this, our discussions early on in the Great Recession, the unemployment rate was actually coming down, but um, the but the people who were uh, marginally attached, the people who the, the U6 was not coming down as fast as the unemployment rate, and we may see. And, and the unemployment rate didn't come down that fast. It was, it, you know, there was a it took a while for the for, for the jobs to to come back after the Great Recession, Um and that's because we hadn't we didn't we stopped stimulus too early. Now we and other groups are working very hard not to make the same mistake this time, but it it may be the case that the the shock of unemployment now will linger on um, and, and, and we won't come back as quickly as we might. Although uh, boy, there's a lot of people working really hard to get um, good packages in that, A, provide assistance to people who need it, deal with the health stuff, but also provide stimulus to the economy to keep the recession from dragging out at very, very bad levels.
2: And, and isn't one of those stimuli... What other countries are doing? The other countries are paying people's wages, or something like that. Uh, I think Kamala Harris introduced legislation last week to do something like that to give. Some people call it a, a universal basic income. I don't think she's calling it that because, you know, sometimes words can be a red herring, unfortunately. But I mean, isn't that part of stimuli? Because because you need, you know, ec- our economy is a capitalist economy. You need consumers.
3: Yep, yep, Don't yep, you? Yep. Yeah, and, and, and that's right. And 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 so um, in Europe, they are doing a lot of focusing on paying employers to keep people on. They also have good unemployment insurance, um, but 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 their labor institutions are really different from ours. There's cooperation between labor and and business and and government in in all, setting you know the rules for for. Whereas we are we're we're not very good we've we've let the fair Labor Standards Act stuff just deteriorate so but but to be fair um the CARES Act, with that six hundred dollar a week bump to unemployment insurance, is doing much the same thing for a substantial group of unemployed. unfortunately, it's scheduled to end at the end of of July but uh we're not um and and the our, our efforts to, uh, to help out, uh, to, to subsidize jobs directly with employers um, is, got off to a rocky start, and we'll see how it goes. But, but I would point to the unemployment insurance um, stuff as, as one, one of the strongest features in the CARES Act. The, the problem with it is that it expires based on a calendar date rather than based on an improvement in economic conditions. Mm. So we have the center and a bunch of others who are working very hard to try to, to have triggers that it doesn't turn those things don't turn off until the economy is, shows clear signs of having recovered.
2: So what's, what's better for the economy, Chad? Is it a both and or an either or? Um, continued uh, unemployment insurance with more added to it or the $1,200, check so to speak and, and that happening again and again over the months? Is it a both and or an either or? Um, it's,
3: it's, a, it's, it's a both and in, in many respects because um, we're having a lot of trouble with getting the, um, the payment, the $1,200 mm-hmm. to the lowest income folks because you have to file a tax return to get it. So Center on Budget, uh which worries about those people, is pushing really hard to try to get out to figure out how outreach so so that those people can get can get those checks. Um now um the the unemployment checks um are also good um and reach and reach many um many low wage workers who become unemployed. But you have to have been working and you have to, to get into the system that way. The, the payments go. You don't have to be working for the payments to, to, to go to you. Just have to file a tax return. So, and and in addition, uh there's other things that are important, like increasing SNAP benefits. Right. And um, and really important is getting assistance to state and local governments because they have balanced budget requirements, and their revenues are going way down, mm-hmm. and their their um, the co- the cost of, of providing services is going up. And they're going to run out of their rainy day funds pretty fast. And they will be forced to either raise taxes or cut assistance and cut valuable programs in order to satisfy their balanced budget requirement. And that's exactly the opposite of one, what you want to do in a recession, because that takes demand out of the economy rather than putting it in. So, um, aid to the states is, is another really important piece of it. so So, so there's a, there's a whole panoply of things that are well designed and 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 meet different aspects of the problem.
2: Yeah. But I mean, it's really tricky too, because you, you, you gotta, people have to spend money. I mean, the, the economy, correct me if I'm wrong, can be devastated in two ways. People are not working to produce anything and people aren't spending money to consume anything. That's right. So, I mean, you can't have, just everything devastated. Well, we can't go to work and produce nothing. But guess what? We don't have no money to go buy nothing either. So, <laughs> so, so, in the, the,
3: so the Great Recession was clearly a demand recession, where where demand fell. Our our capacity to produce did not change. At this time, in the short run, during during the the, the shutdowns, we're supply constrained, as you, as you say, we can't produce because people are not at work. Or, or, afraid to go back to work right. uh, and, and therefore we, you can only produce so much, but still there's rent to be paid and things like that. So people do need money and it helps that, that they're buying something yeah. <laughs> it helps that they're paying their rent, paying their utility bills and all those things to the extent. So, so giving them money that allows them to do that does allow us to do better so that we're not falling below even that restricted supply. Now, as we begin to relax constraints, um, it'll be it'll be really important to keep demand up with with the expanding ability to produce, and that's why we need the demand side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Another statistic you, you tweeted about and focused on uh, wage growth.
3: Yeah, this is this is this is a neat one. I mean, it's not a neat one. It's a, it's a complicated one. So the we we we've been talking forever about the fact that, uh, wages, wage growth was, was, was okay, but not as great as you would think based on productivity and and the fact that the unemployment rate was getting so low. Um, but so it jumped up this month, but here's why. Um, so, so the, the data come from a survey of employers asking what their average wages for the previous month. Right. And if, most of the low wage wage workers or if a big chunk of low wage workers have are not working because of the COVID restrictions, then the average that you're taking is of a richer group of workers. So there's no surprise that that it's gone up and the Bureau of Labor Statistics acknowledges that it points out that that, that the wage growth data are distorted by the fact that the uh, Universe, or the, the the group of employ the, the group of workers who, uh, whose wages you, or the group of um, workers whose wages you're asking employers about, is becoming richer and richer on average.
2: <laughs> okay, all right. So so that's that's what that does. Yeah. But now, um, center on budget folks. invite you, you go to center on and also follow him on Twitter at center on budget. Uh, chad is also, by the way, at chad cbpp um, on Twitter. So you all have taken a look at these numbers. Um a majority of the twenty million private sector jobs lost since February come from the lowest paid industries. Yeah, correct?
3: The the, the the lowest third of so we ranked industries by average wage paid, divided them into three groups, high, middle, and low. Mm-hmm. And and the data you're citing talks about how the low the low wage group, so approximately the same number of workers in each of those groups, the low wage group, in, working in low wage industries, um, have experienced a, big, a very disproportionate um, um, share of the job losses. According to our preliminary analysis, we'll have we'll have firmer analysis next week when we have more data. But yeah, why is that? Why is that uh well think of the jobs right um you know if, if service uh, the uh, leisure and hospitality industry uh, and 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 um you know we we've talked a lot about um uh, about um differentials by by race and oh it used to always be the case that black unemployment was the highest uh hispanic latino was next and white was lowest and um Latinos, hispanic latino um hit from this is even higher than the other groups and so the 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 hispanic hispan and and if you think about the industries you can again think about why that's why that's the case yeah. and um it's so so that the the um hispanic latino unemployment rate is now higher than the than the, the black unemployment rate.
2: what what is the hispanic latino unemployment rate by the way uh, See if I can find it. Take your time, take your time. Uh, and While you're looking for that, just some other things I want to point out from this tweet thread. Jobs in low paid industries, folks, are disproportionately filled by workers who are younger, poorer, less educated, and especially women, non-citizens, and people of color. And as, and as Chad was saying, these are service industries. so. These industries that are hard hit low wage industries include personal and laundry services um, down 53% since February, clothing stores down 59% amusements, gambling and recreation down 60%. Um, Yeah, um, show. They're, so, they're, so here,
3: so here are the, here are the unemployment rates. Um, so, uh, the way I'm, way I'm phrasing it is that, um, since February, because we have had two, two months of, uh, of contraction, although dominated by this month, um, so the overall unemployment rate since February is 11.2 points higher. It went from 3.5 to 14.7. Okay. The, um, the white rate the white rate rose 11.1 points from 3.1 to 14.2 black rate rose a little less 10.9 points but from 5.8 to 16.7 so overall 14.7 white 14.2 black 16.7 hispanic Latino rate rose 12.9 points since February from 6% to 18.9%. Mm. So that's the highest.
2: Okay. What about, do you have women? Um,
3: you- I don't, I don't have, I don't have women, uh, in front of me, uh, or readily, readily available, but, um, it's, I think, I believe that, uh, that, that our data is showing that they were hard hit as well, yeah. relatively hard hit compared with men.
2: Yeah. 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 Wow.
3: Also also not surprising when you think about the industries.
2: Yeah. So, Chad, how does this so let's say the pandemic ends whenever it ends. And obviously, I mean I'm sure you like me, those of us who are realistic and, and really reading and comprehending this stuff, you mentioned um, you know uh, what people are predicting even for next year. So I don't think any of us is kidding ourselves other than some folk in the white house. that this is going to be over about football season. Okay. So, uh, but whenever it does in, and, and this continues on, even into next year, how on earth do you fix it? How much time does it take to get everything back to some state of economic normalcy and to get everyone back at Work does it happen overnight? Does it take time? I mean, just what, what, what happens? And and also, I guess the other variable to think about again, there's always going to be some trepidation because when you say, okay, let's go back, unless everybody's been tested and everybody's been traced and all of that has happened, people are going to still be kind of scared because what do people? Only thing people want to spend money now on what is groceries? That's it. <laughs> you know, so nobody's buying furniture and cars. Okay so i mean man what i mean if 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 how do you even repair this and and rebuild
3: well there'll be there'll be some portion of people who go back to their old jobs there'll be some por- portion of people who um who who are on on leave from their old jobs they're can they're unemployed um they're, they're on furlough but their jobs may not be there when they get back because their jobs may, their, their their companies may have experienced you know, more semi-permanent damage, if not permanent damage. Right, right, right. Um, but but there's going to be some chunk that that go back to work pretty immediately um, where that where they used to work when they feel it's safe and when they're allowed to. And now it takes both those as as we've been talking about. The, the worker has to feel it's safe and opening up when the worker doesn't feel it safe isn't going to help anybody really. Right. Um, and, and
2: not to mention if your business also has consumers that come in and out of it.
3: Right, right. And right.
2: frequent it as yeah. we just, and some of these service industry jobs, that's real. Okay. I'm sorry. Great. Yeah.
3: No, no. Um, and, and, and then, um, there's going to be, um, so fo- folks go back to what they were doing, but then there's going to be a big sorting and there's going to be a lot of people who don't have the same job to go back to, and there's going to be a lot of employers that are that are looking to, to build up their labor force but the same people you know different people will go back to in, to different places at different times how fast that happens remains to be seen and the third thing is what we were talking about earlier which is if the federal government provides assistance and stimulus appropriate to the size of the challenge that will make it happen faster because the demand will be there to keep up with the with the gradual opening up of the supply yeah. if if they don't um then we'll be we'll be talking about the slow recovery from the great recession except it'll be from a higher level it'll be worse mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. um a- another area i'd like to touch on though, since we're talking about this and we know what happened during the recession um there's been some revelation that in the PPP, uh, you know, smaller businesses are missing out. Bigger businesses are taking advantage of. They really didn't line it up the right way. It was like kind of first come, first serve. And everybody, all the banks called their friends on the first day. Right. They all got email, call in by tomorrow and then the money was gone. Um, that doesn't, that's not going to help in the long run, is it? I mean, you, you're gonna have to help all of these businesses.
3: Yeah, no, then you're,
2: you're gonna help some, you gotta help them all.
3: Yeah, well, the best way to help them is to give them customers, so, so give demand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, um, the, so so yeah, the, the, the initial the initial rollout of QPP, um was really problematic. They clawed back some of the stuff that shouldn't have gone out. Um, and they try to do better in the second round, I guess it needs to be seen how that works.
2: Okay, okay. Um, it's a hard
3: thing to do. They're trying to do too many things with it. And uh, it's hard.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we can expect, just want to be clear, you, you mentioned a, a lot of the numbers now were are the immediate reaction to when this first started. Yeah. I want to be clear. Is, is this going to stay about at this level? Can it get worse or or what? It,
3: it can get, it, it, it's likely to get somewhat worse over the next couple of months. Um, but um, CBO, which is, which is, which is, um, doesn't, doesn't have an ax to grind. They're trying to do the yeah. honest thing. Um, do think that in the second half of the, like many people think that in the second half of the year, things will start to come back. And there's going to be some confusion about what's going on there because you'll see, you'll see relatively big jobs numbers and you'll see relatively big GDP growth because you're climbing out of a really deep hole. Mm-hmm. That means you're getting closer to the top, but the top's way up there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: and, and so, so we try to focus on the gap between where you'd like to be and where you are. Um, it's nice that you're getting there faster than you were, but <laughs> you're still the ways to go. And so, so that'll be an important, um, understanding point going forward, because some people are going to say, look at this growth rate.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I guess, too, though, it's in making the decision to reopen the economy and end some of the lockdowns, that's, that's risky business, too. You almost have to wonder. So if, if I'm dealing with the economy, and I call my chief economist Chad Stone, what is the safer bet to like, well, let's hurry up. We gotta get the economy back. You know, we gotta do it. Or waiting a little longer, or however long it takes to be sure that we're doing it right, that more people are being tested, and that you're creating scenarios where people feel safe going back to work and buying. Yeah. So, if you're, so if you're advising me, and I'm, I'm the president, <laughs> what, which, which, which bet do I take?
3: You say, pay a lot of attention to what the health people are telling you.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Case closed. Case closed. You can't really separate the two.
3: Right now, um, they're, they're going to, they're, because I think the and the polls show that people really care about the health side. Of course. They care about the economy, but they really care about the health side. That's pretty bipartisan. And so you want to, you want to wait, what the health people say. Pretty, pretty heavily. Um, the econ- the economist can tell you, um, well, you'll we'll, you'll we'll pay a price in terms of slower job recovery and things like that. But um, it's, it's as long as people are worried mostly about safety, it's a price worth paying.
2: So if I were president, you and my chair of the Council of Economic Advisors, you would not say, no, Mark, go ahead and hurry up and do something because you need a better economy to get reelected. You wouldn't say that to me.
3: As an, economic, as an economic advisor. When I was at the Council of Economic Advisors, we gave objective advice, whether the president wanted to hear it or not.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Of course, we had a president who was somewhat more recent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chad can't say sit, sit every, on, it every,
3: every, every Council of Economic Advisors has to operate in a political environment.
2: This is right, <laughs> that's right,
3: that's right. But, it's, but it's, it's better if you have a president who, um, is uh, uh, listens and um and 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 uh, can, can pick smartly for himself
2: how diplomatic and tactful uh for you to put it that way uh on behalf of the nonpartisan Center on budget very well put uh
3: <laughs> I, I i would have i would have put it that way before 2016
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah I know but um i am I'm, I'm, there, there are there are still other ways to put it Uh, right now, Uh, but no, that's okay. So I I get it. I get it. So folks, this is, um, this is where it's at. Um, In your time off during the quarantine, uh, stop by sitonbudget.org and enlighten and and educate yourself. um, Folks on all of this that is, um, that is going on and what you can do about it and what you can expect. As a matter of fact, Chad as always uh, appreciate your, expertise my friend.
3: It's good to see you and talk to you.
2: Yeah it is good to see you too man. Uh, those, the, the, for those of you listeners who can't see, Chad's got a guitar in the background. I didn't know he played the guitar. Um, you all listening will want to go and see the clip on social media so you can not only see the guitar but Chad's wearing a, a t-shirt. that says economic report of the president 1999, right? Right, and uh, and that's when you were on the Council oh, of Economic Advisors. Yeah, so that was a good time too, because that's when was that around the time of the budget surplus? Or
3: yeah. budget surplus, uh, unemployment um, almost as low as it is now. Um, lots of jobs being created, lots okay. of uh, equality, uh, lots of equality and wage gains being distributed. The, the, the rich were still getting a little bit more, but up and down the, the ladder was um, brought broadly shared prosperity.
2: Yeah, yeah. Chad, thank you, buddy. Can't wait to talk again, man. You all right. Take care of so yourself. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been made plain.